Hello and welcome to Procrastination Station. This is a show about sustainable creativity and self-sabotage. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm a multi-passionate creative with lots of feelings, too much compassion, and a splash of sass. I believe everyone self-sabotages from time to time, sometimes even unaware that they're holding themselves back. I want to know how our setbacks can become our superpowers and how we can grow through our downfalls to find gifts within us to bridge the gap for people to fill the spaces where we lack. In other words, how can we invite all parts of ourselves to come along for the journey? Self-awareness is the first step. I believe we make change by reflecting on our values and perpetuating our values to our community. I get in touch with my values through creative practices and I use the show to share those values with you by encouraging you to be more creative more often. Throughout the show, you will hear my pseudo-intellectual business opinions, superpowers and setbacks to perceived flaws, and creative strife and victory. Please keep listening, and I hope you enjoy today's topic. Hello. Today I want to talk to you about making stuff. Why making things feels important, and therefore it is. Why I hate Picasso, and seeking attention. Today's topic will be broken down into the subtopics of making things feels important, connection, the importance of creativity, and seeking attention. Thanks so much for being here, and a friendly reminder to like and subscribe. Now, to start us off with making things feels important. Making things feels important because it taps into the core of our being as creative individuals. As humans, we are creative. Back in the caveman days, imagine the person who first decided to smash two rocks together to make fire. When they first saw sparks and then they aimed those sparks towards some dry shrubs, people were probably looking at them like they were crazy. And they probably were crazy at the time, but this is something that we have used and innovated and re-innovated over time, time and time again, in order to be where we are today. It all started with a cave painting and somebody smashing two rocks together. We are creative individuals. It goes beyond the surface level desire for attention or recognition. When we engage in the act of creating, whether it be through art, music, or any other form of expression, we tap into a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Your creativity can be inspired by telling your story, leaving a legacy, connecting, expressing, processing, who knows, whatever creating does for you internally, but you do know that it feels important. This is the cornerstone of being a creative person, the importance you feel as you're creating. This is also proof that the more often you can find creativity in your daily life, the better off you'll be. Be it through creating an alternative persona while doing your chores, when you gamify doing your taxes with levels and rewards, or buying something you've never tried every time you're at the grocery store. Creating feels so important to me as it's a medium for me to process my ever-rushing thoughts and develop how I process my inner dialogue between my head, my heart, and my gut. Through creativity, I can explore and make sense of the whirlwind of ideas and emotions that constantly flow within me. It's a cathartic process that allows me to externalize my inner world and gain clarity. Finding inspiration in doing things that light your soul on fire leads you to a life by your own design. Which leads us into our next topic of connection. Creativity also fosters connection with your peers by making people feel seen, to commiserate, to celebrate, or to shift perspectives. Creativity can also cultivate connection within yourself. To identify your inspiration, whether it comes as a whisper or a shout, 
and to take that raw idea and put it into action. Developing projects to suit your skills as they stand, tweaking your execution to suit your tools, and eventually pushing yourself to hone your skills and collecting the tools that you need to be better next time. The whole process of creation develops oneness with yourself while you learn to understand your inner dialogue, your motivations behind your inspiration, and your connection to your hands while you bring your ideas to life. And now for the importance of creativity. Creativity is important for society, self, and business for several reasons. As for societal importance, creativity is essential for societal progress and advancement. It drives innovation, fosters diversity of ideas and perspective, and contributes to the development of art, culture, and technology. Creativity has the power to inspire change, challenge societal norms, and address societal issues leading to positive transformation in various aspects of society. As for personal importance, creativity is crucial for personal growth and self-expression. Engaging in creative pursuits allows you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and unique perspectives. It promotes self-awareness, enhances problem-solving skills, and boosts self-esteem. Creativity provides an outlet for self-expression and allows you to tap into your inherent talents, leading to a sense of fulfillment and well-being. As for business importance, Creativity is vital for business success. In today's competitive world, innovation and creativity are key drivers for business growth. Creativity allows businesses to develop unique products, services, and solutions that cater to customer needs, differentiate from competitors, and adapt to changing market demands. Creativity also fuels problem-solving, critical thinking, and decision-making skills, which are critical for navigating complex business challenges and opportunities. Creativity is so important for society as it drives progress and innovation, for the self as you foster personal growth and self-expression, and for business as it leads to success and competitiveness in a dynamic market landscape. Creativity is essential for progress and advancement. It fuels innovation by pushing the boundaries of what is possible. It brings diversity of ideas and perspectives, which are crucial for addressing complex social issues and driving positive change. Creativity is the driving force behind the development of art, culture, technology, and every aspect of civilization. And now for our largest topic of the day, seeking attention. Seeking attention as a creative person is often viewed with hesitation and reluctance. Many creatives feel uncomfortable sharing their work and putting themselves out there, fearing that their attention-seeking may come across as pushy. However, it's important to challenge this belief system and recognize that seeking attention for your work is not inherently negative. In fact, it can be a way to connect with others, share your ideas, and make a meaningful impact. When you feel the call to share your work with the world, it's an opportunity to embrace the power of visibility. Seeking attention is about recognizing the worth of your creations and sharing them with the intention of connecting with an audience that resonates with your message. As a creative person, you're allowed to create just for the sake of creating. You don't need to post every step of the process online, and you don't need to share your inner workings with the rest of the world. But what happens when you feel the call that your work needs to be shared? You need to put your work into the world and seek attention for it. This is the hardest thing for most creatives I know. Most people I encounter with a creative gene tend to feel pushy by putting their work online, I want to challenge this belief system that most of us, especially women, hold so dearly as a virtue to not be the squeaky wheel. 
It's the same belief that leads us to think if my work was good enough, it'll be an instant hit and this isn't true. To illustrate this, I want to share an example of two famous creatives from the art world, Picasso and Van Gogh. Picasso was an evil-spirited man, and if you know me, you know that I'm incapable of separating the art from the artist, specifically when it comes to Picasso. I don't hate anybody, and I seriously hate him. I won't go into too much detail about why he's an awful man, but let's just say he had a proclivity for young girls and held a regressive attitude towards women, and most people don't realize how modern he is since he died in the 1970s. Van Gogh, who died in 1890, was also someone who was less than palatable in his daily life. However, he didn't target his tortured artist's attitude towards young women specifically, he targeted it indiscriminately towards everybody. Although I probably wouldn't want to share a table with Van Gogh, he happens to be my all-time favorite for many reasons. In my oh-so-personal opinion, Van Gogh's works hold a high command of color and are some of the most beautiful depictions of life as we know it. He was able to transmute his pain to depict the raw and gentle beauty he saw around him. However, the grand total money he made from selling his art when he was alive was hardly enough to buy a used sofa. Picasso, on the other hand, who, again, in my oh-so-humble opinion, his works looked like they were created by a toddler, yet he was one of the most successful artists of the 20th century, even while he was alive. Now, why did Van Gogh only break into fame with his art after he died, whereas Picasso was successful throughout his career? I'm sure many more qualified than me people have spoken on this, but my theory is that it boils down to marketing. Picasso was able to garner attention for his work while he was alive by embodying and glamorizing the tortured artist archetype to reinforce his sales pitch, whereas Van Gogh also embodied a tortured artist archetype as he suffered from severe depression, but he lacked the glamour aspect which made his company much less palatable and resulted in less sales of his work. All of this to say, the quality of the work doesn't necessarily equate to a higher return in your skill. The volume of your voice or your ability to capture attention and market yourself effectively plays a significant role in how your work is received and valued. Seeking attention doesn't have to be sleazy. It can actually help others by creating connection around solutions to problems that otherwise would be suffered in silence. Whether you want to be like Van Gogh and only find fame after you're long gone where you'll never know the impact you've made on others, or you want to take just one page from Picasso's book and be the open mouth that gets fed. Ultimately, the choice is yours, but for myself, I want to see and feel the impact that I make in the world around me. I seek attention for my work by posting this podcast online, by asking people to stay tuned and subscribing, wink, and asking people to help me improve by sharing their feedback, by tackling topics that interest me and letting go of the belief that I have to be good at something in order to do it, especially when I'm starting out. Now, as this episode comes to a close, I hope you know that even if you're creating things that aren't being seen, I'm so thrilled that you're doing something for you, that you inspire those around you who watch you develop your hand at things that light you up. I hope you've learned throughout this episode that it's okay to speak up and seek attention for the things you're proud of. Sometimes as a society, we label people as an attention seeker, and we label other women with titles like pick me girl. I want to challenge this narrative by offering to you that you're capable of driving your attention to and away from whatever you want to see in your life. If someone is seeking attention that you don't have the capacity to give, don't give it. By reacting to someone who seeks attention, even if you're reacting in the opposite way that they're seeking, 
like they wanted positive attention and you're here to give them a healthy dose of negative attention, you're proving that your attention can be sought. If something's trying to seek your attention that you don't want to give, divert your eyes towards the things that you actually want to see in your life. Life can be so beautiful, and I want you to paint that picture for yourself. I want you to seek out all of the beauty that you want to see and to completely ignore and avoid all of the ugliness that you don't want to see in this world. All in all, I hope that you seek attention for the things in your life that you're proud of, and and thank you so much for listening. Cheers for now. Thank you so much for being here with me, and I hope you enjoyed today's topic. Please share your feedback with me on any of my social channels, and remember to subscribe. If you would like to support this show, you can buy me a coffee with the link in the description. With your tip, you get lifetime access to downloadable activity sheets and the warmth in your heart knowing that you're helping a small business. I also have a marketing course called Marketing Mastery, a self-study program. There's no group component, there's only four and a half hours of content that you can do in your own time, and it's packed with info about using platforms like emails and YouTube to grow customer lists and social media to drive traffic to your customer lists. I also have one-on-one -on -one marketing consulting services for creative businesses, and if you'd like to discuss how we can help you in your business further, please reach out to me via email. And if you have feedback about my show, please use my social channels. You can find all relevant links in the description below, and thanks again for being with me, and I do hope you come again. Cheers for now!